Special teams. Hurts. Hurts to the end zone. And the Eagles have won it in overtime. Let the conversation continue with BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. PJ Glasser in the night, Nick Ashew. Man, see, that's the thing. Jalen Hurts leading teams back. It's the one, it's that intangible. That's the thing you can't teach, right? We talk about like, these great clutch NBA players. Well, you got to have that. You got to be able to just put your team on your back when you're playing the most important position uh, if Brock Purdy can show that, that would be just the ideal situation, PJ. Mm. But that's why Jalen Hurts is the MVP favorite right now, plus 140. I mean, a big favorite now. Mahomes is in at plus 350. Your guy, Lamar Jackson's 5-1. to one. Two is 8-1. to one. Dak's 8-1. to one. Purdy's down there at 14. And C.J. Stroud all the way up to 18. It, it does... Nobody's really separated themselves kind of like the Heisman, where it's just been this roller coaster up and down week by week, which... It can be good and bad, right? I mean, sometimes you can find value if a guy has a couple of down weeks, comes back and jumps in. I mean, Jaden Daniels in the Heisman was like 35-1 to 1 really early in the season, and you could kind of tell, like, oh, this kid's got it, and people that jumped in early got that ticket, and it's got a lot more value than where it is now. But, I mean, we're even here at this point. Lamar Jackson, again, it's not a great price, but 5-1 to one still for somebody like Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts could have a couple. 49ers beat the hell out of the Eagles. Jalen Hurts doesn't play well. He ain't plus 140 to win the MVP anymore. No, I mean, you're right. You know what's made the Eagles kind of this run so impressive and how tough their schedule is? So they they played the Chiefs when both teams were off a of bye, right? The mm-hmm. Chiefs got extended rest. Then they had to play Buffalo off of Monday Night Football. Bills had the rest advantage. They played the, they're playing the Niners, who just played on Thanksgiving. So the Niners played Thursday while the Eagles had to play on a Sunday. Next week, they get Dallas, who's playing on a Thursday. And then uh, they have to play Seattle after that on the road. So it's just it's an absolute gauntlet for the Eagles. The fact that they've already won the first two games of this stretch and when they had no business of doing so, is incredible. So Hertz is the rightful MVP favorite, and if they keep winning these games, Nick, he he might lock up the award if he has another performance like he did against Buffalo against mm-hmm. the Niners. On he might, it might be a wrap. Um, the only guy, other guy that I would look at is Lamar because again, we talked about the schedule. Ravens have a bunch of primetime games down the stretch. They still play the Jags on Sunday night football. That could be the game for a potential one seed in the AFC. They get the Niners on Christmas Day. A ton of people are going to watch that. Those could be the two best teams in football. Lamar goes crazy. That could be a big game. They still have the Dolphins, which could be a big. So he's got some big kind of showcase games. Mm-hmm. We all know Mahomes is the best player in football, like, and he could win the award every single year. But unfortunately, his receivers aren't going to catch enough passes for him no. to do that. So I really think it's between Hurts and Lamar. That's the way I see it. I know a lot of people kind of have trying to been making this case for Dak. But at some point, Nick, you're going to have to beat a good team, and you're going to have to play well Thank doing you. it. So can't give it to him. To me, it's between Hurts or Lamar. You got to feel good right now if you hold the Jalen Hurts ticket, and he, he's got a real opportunity to create some big-time distance if, if he has a big game on Sunday. And, I mean, similar numbers, really, when you look at Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson as as passers. If you look, I mean, completion percentage, 67 for Jalen Hurts, 68 for Lamar. Lamar's thrown for 2,600 yards, 2,697 for Jalen Hurts, like just slightly more. 18 touchdowns for Hurts, 13 for Lamar Jackson. Quarterback rating, we're looking at a 94.9 for Hurts, a 98 for Lamar. So they're like neck and neck here. Then, of course, you can start looking at obviously what they are as, as, as uh, you know, 
rushers, is guys on the ground. That ability they both have as well, and they, they run a little, a little bit different in terms of the style. But, like, it really will come down to, like you said, these last couple of games, beating the 49ers in a prime... It's not a primetime game, but everybody's going to be watching that game. Right. That's a major, major win for Jalen Hurts in this race to win MVP. But it's not like Jalen Hurts has had one of those years that honestly looks like an MVP. No. Like, really, we, we've talked all year about how the offense has had its ups and downs. You've had those moments where you say, oh, there's the Jalen Hurts we remember, like, you know, well, against Washington. And again, that's a slump buster again. But he had the back-to-back weeks against, oh, just kidding, Washington again both times. He threw for 319 and then 303 against the Rams. But, like, in terms of a passer, the last three weeks, threw for 207 against Dallas, 150 against Kansas City. We know how bad he looked. Give give Kansas City's pass rush a lot of credit. They've absolutely tortured him in the first half. And he really only had 200 yards passing, completed just 58% of his passes against Buffalo in that win. But they won. And then you have that ability to bring your team back and these comeback wins, and he's done that. So it just feels different this year. You're right in terms of Mahomes. And every year he could win it. Like Michael Jordan and LeBron James could have won MVP every single year. But Mahomes has to kind of then top himself. He's going to be compared to himself every single season. Correct. So it just – listen, if there's any year, man, to have a non-quarterback MVP, this is that year for me. I would agree. This is really that year. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, there's a case to be made for C.J. Stroud, given what he's – with far less talent than what any of these other guys have we're talking about, but also the versatility of Christian McCaffrey and the just touchdown threat every single game. I would love to see somebody that's not a quarterback win it this year because, I'm sorry, as good as Jalen Hurts has been at times, he hasn't stood out like a true MVP. And Lamar has been certainly better this year, but like you even have those moments where you watch the offense and go, like, is he he's good. But has he had an MVP season? And is he better than what he was in his MVP season? Yeah. No, you're right. I I just... And Lamar, it feels like he's kind of dominated the NFC. Like, he played unreal against the Lions. He played great against the Seahawks. But in these divisional-type games, like last week against the Chargers, you know, really didn't do too much. Um, But like I said, I mean, the schedule that they have down the stretch, obviously competing for a one seed in the AFC. That's what could determine a bunch of this. You know, I know we also have Offensive Player of the Year, and Tyree Kill's a small favorite right now at minus 105. Like, if he's able to get to that 2,000-yard mark, Nick, the Dolphins are able to get the one seed in the AFC. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's going to have a great shot at winning that award. To me, though, I think McCaffrey's the play, man, because guy just scores a touchdown every game he's so good the ways that they use him are just it, it's it's brilliant I mean, he's in the perfect offense and now that they're healthy again and the defense has to worry about Debo now and they got worried about Ayuk and Kittle and Trent Williams is back blocking it's like it makes McCaffrey's life just that much easier so I, what a great award that's gonna be there's a reason why it's pretty much a coin flip I kind of like McCaffrey for that one though like I'm wondering what do you think of Tua at plus 800 because it just feels like Tua and Dak kind of in the, are in the same boat for me and that they have this narrative around them that they feast on the bad teams. They can't win games away from home. They both certainly have the offenses capable of putting up big numbers and they could get themselves in the conversation. But I just, I really don't like either guy. To me, it's between Hurts and Lamar for MVP and then Tyreek and, and McCaffrey for all defensive player of the year. Although AJ Brown at 14 to 1 is interesting. I mean, he went on a stretch there at the beginning of the year where it was like a buck 25 every single yeah. game and a touchdown. Um, 
But receivers know. are always dependent on a quarterback, so it's impossible for a receiver to That's get it anymore right, yeah. because it, then you have to justify, well, who's his quarterback? And if A.J. Brown has Jalen Hurts, who's the favorite to win MVP, the votes are going to go to Jalen Hurts. No doubt. For me, if you're comparing Tua versus like Lamar or especially Jalen Hurts for MVP, the voters are ha- going to have to decide, are you more interested in stats or are you more interested in moments? Jalen Hurts has the moments, but Tua's got the better stats. Wins and I too. think that's the difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he has the he has the wins, but again, they're not over teams. They can't beat a team that's, that's got a winning that's record. That's the thing. So that's why I mean, like, the moments for me are what Jalen Hurts has been able to do comeback wins, but also against winning teams. That's been the criticism the entire year over the Dolphins is yeah, they beat up on the teams that they're supposed to, but they don't beat teams that are in contention. Teams that are even just a threat to make the playoffs for the most part, let alone an actual Super Bowl contender. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Uh, the Duke-Arkansas game just started. Uh-huh. I'm really excited for that one. Tennessee's down eight, by the way. Uh-oh. To North Carolina. Oh, you might be in a sweat chamber Two minutes soon. left. I know. You know, I love me some comfort chamber, Nick. Tennessee didn't want that to oh, happen. Man. We're in the sweat chamber tonight, though, sweating this one out. Big fan of the comfort chamber. Big, big fan of big, the comfort big chamber. Big, big fan of that. And you, you know, Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, if we're, I was going to move on. To, I was going to look at Offensive Player of the Year. You sound like you had something else. There. I was just going to say, do you think that every student at the University of Duke could locate Arkansas on a map? Uh, yes, I, I think would, so. I would hope so. I would hope so. I would hope so, too, if they go to Duke. And they wouldn't call it Arkansas, either. No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't do that. How, do you think they could all name the capital of Arkansas? Uh, I don't know. I would hope so. See, I kind of want this now. I want this game. I wanted somebody to walk around the campus and <laughs> ask these questions. This is what be, I think about. This is what they should be sending you this to do. This is what I should be doing. Talking to Anyways, these students, damn it. You go for it. Offensive player of the year. <laughs> I gave you my two cents. We know who it's going to be, Give me though. McCaffrey. It's McCaffrey. Come Cr- on. Christian McCaffrey's going to win Offensive Player of the Year. I would love to see him win MVP. But what Offensive Player of the Year becomes, even though... So, I mean, here's my thing. Tyreek Hill's the favorite at minus 105, but CMC's right behind him at plus 110. A.J. Brown's 14 to 1. I mean, everybody's way, way behind that. But Christian McCaffrey is able to do things that don't involve a quarterback. Mm -hmm. Tyreek Hill is still getting one of, if not the most accurate quarterbacks in the NFL, throwing him the football consistently. And there's a lot of plays he can't make. I mean, he can't go up and get the big grabs. I've seen, we've seen that multiple times. Stuff goes over his head. It's, he's a possession receiver that is insanely fast, that is one of the best in the NFL. But it's all about getting the ball in his hands and letting his quickness, his athleticism, that skill set with the football in his hands making the difference. But he still has to get the football. Like You know what I mean? Like Receivers, like I said, they're dependent on that quarterback. And he's got one of the best in the NFL, one of the most accurate in the NFL compared to Christian McCaffrey, who, yes, is a receiver threat, but he's also just put the ball in his hands. You want him to run up the middle? You can do that. You want a little end around? Cool, you can do that. You could. Uh, there, there's all kinds of ways that Christian McCaffrey can affect a game on his own, so that's why I would be, just because of the versatility alone, I would take him as Offensive Player of the Year. I would vote for him. Again, plus 110 is not going to get you anything. It's not worth it. He also is the biggest liability right now. Highest ticket percentage, highest handle. I mean, it's it's all Christian McCaffrey here, even though Tyree kills the favorite. It's awesome, too, that McCaffrey's kind of killed this narrative about, like, how he's all injury-prone. Yeah. Because that was his thing in Carolina, right? I mean, for those final two, three years, it was kind of like mm-hmm. a little Steph Curry-ish, where he finally, I think, has gotten to the point where we don't really think of him as this injury-prone guy anymore. Yeah. And now that he's in this offense, it's just great seeing him excel and what a stud he is at running back. And I agree with everything you said. He would be my play. Love that we're getting him at plus money. You bring out a great point in that Tyreek Hill is so fortunate to be playing with Tua, who's so accurate. But also he he also has Jalen Waddle, Waddle there, too, who is a speedster in his own right and create 
has the defense has to respect him. So uh, yeah, give me McCaffrey plus one ten. There's, there's a couple of awards that to me just don't really. They're not that intriguing. I mean, comeback player of the year. I don't care that he's barely played. Tamar Hamlin's going to win that award. It's just, I mean, Tua come back. Like, all you have to say is, okay, what did Russell Wilson come back from? Sucking. Sucking. A bad coach. Tamar Hamlin died on the field, okay? (laughs) So, like, that's to me is not worth it. Offensive rookie of the year, C.J. Stroud. He's minus 10,000. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's the biggest layup ever. To me, defensive player of the year, right? That's exactly where I was going. I mean, those big three, Miles Garrett, Micah Parsons, T.J. Watt. I think it's Garrett, though, Nick, and I I really like it at plus 150 just because of all the injuries that the Browns mm-hmm. have had and how many games they have needed their defense to come through for him, right? I guess you could say the same about the Steelers, but it feels like the narrative around the Steelers is that they just get lucky. They get outgained in every single game they play and find ways to win. The Browns are beating people because their defense is so dominant and their offense is doing just enough. You look at the teams that they've beaten, too. They beat San Francisco. They beat the Ravens. I think that helps Miles Garrett's case and that he was a factor in both of those games. So even though it is a three-way race and you could kind of make a case for all three guys— especially if the Browns make the playoffs. Like, I, I really like the bet for my... Nick, they're in a playoff race, and Joe Flacco might be starting <laughs> for them at quarterback. Give me Miles Garrett plus 150. It'd be interesting to see how many votes Deron Bland would get, given the, what he's... I mean, it really... People weren't talking about it until he tied the pick-six record, and then, of course, he broke it against Washington, so he's got yeah. five. I mean, that's a historic Crazy. season. Historic season. He's not going to win. No. But, I mean, at 14-1, to one, like, okay, let's say he gets two more. Like, at what point does he then really start to be a serious contender What's the record? This? I think Ed Reed had, like, nine, eight, nine, maybe? No, it was sick. It was sick. For pick for sixes? Pick six, for interceptions. Oh, oh you know, I'm talking about just pick sixes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, No, I know he has the record for that. I'm just... Because I think that's how he jumps up, is mm-hmm. if he breaks the interception record. Although, again, you have the record for pick sixes. Like, shouldn't that weigh more than just interceptions? Yes, I yeah. think it should. I mean, I agree with you. So... It's it's unfortunate that arguably three of the four best defensive players, maybe the best three defensive players in football, are all in front of him. Right. And that, that's what's unfortunate. But you're right. I mean, if this was any other guy, like if this was a big-time safety, if this was like a, a Minka Fitzpatrick who was doing this or a Derwin mm-hmm. James who was doing this, if this was a guy who was a household name who people knew around football, I think it would be something. But again, his teammate is ahead of them. And I think a lot of people yeah. look at Dallas's defense and they say the pass rush for the Cowboys yes. is what creates yes. quarterbacks into these turnovers and bland, right? Because Trayvon Diggs obviously mm-hmm. had a ton of interceptions. So I think that's what's kind of hurt, uh, what hurts Bland's Yeah, case. I mean, if you, you we know this. When Micah Parsons doesn't get home, Dallas is in trouble defensively. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's boom or bust for them. And it's been that way for the last you know couple of seasons. We talk about how many interceptions and turnovers they generate, but a lot of that is because they do take risks. I mean, I always think of D'Angelo Hall, one of the best at that, where it was that guy would get you a pick or he'd get beat deep. <laughs> like, it's going to be one or the other. You're right. And, I Marcus mean, I, Peters is like that. Yep. yep. I mean, I think, I think it was... Cromartie was like that. It was, God, I think it was one... It was the game against the Bears where D'Angelo Hall had... Yeah, he picked off Jay Cutler four times. And it's just like, he had those moments. But then he also gets beat... Oh, oh, wait a second. <sighs> Oh, man, we're coming back to a real sweat chamber here for you. It won't be the comfort chamber. You won't be kicking your feet up. No. UNC up 94-86. Oh, yeah, okay, there's 56 seconds to go. Maybe free throws? I don't know. Hold on. We'll see. It's BetMGM tonight.